Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Daf Differently. I'm Rabbi Michelle Greenfield, and today we will be studying Pesachim Kaf Zayin, page 27. Halfway through Kaf Zayin Amud Bet, the back of page 27, we have a piska, a little piece of the Mishnah that starts a new piece of our bigger discussion. This piska is from Mishnah Pesachim 2.1, which was also found at the very beginning of our chapter on Kaf Aleph. It says, Rebbe Yehuda Omer, Ein Bior Vechulei, and this Vechulei fills out and refers to Rebbe Yehuda Omer, Ein Bior Chametz Elas Refa. So Rebbe Yehuda says, the only way to do Bior Chametz, the very definition of this removal of the Chametz, is to burn it. The root Bior is associated with fires and with burning, in Tanakh, and it even just means burning. So in Exodus chapter 3, when Moses sees the bush, he says, The bush was boer, the same root like bior, in fire. It was burning in fire. So in this question, when we're talking about what does it mean to get rid of your chametz, Rebbe Yehuda holds that getting rid of chametz must be equal to burning. Everyone else disagrees. They say there are other ways to do Bior Chametz, but Rabbi Yehuda says Bior Chametz is burning your Chametz. After this Pisgah, we get a Baraita, which allows us to get a better window into Rabbi Yehuda's logic and into where he is getting his argument from. His position is repeated that Bior Chametz must be Srefa, must be burning, and then it says the Hadin Noten which is a clue that Rabbi Yehuda is about to give us a Kalvachomer argument. This Kalvachomer argument is going to depend on comparing chametz to notar. Notar is a part of a sacrifice that is left over after the time when it's permitted to be eaten. So there are sacrifices that are meant to be eaten by the person who brings them, but the eating can only happen within a set amount of time. After that time is over, you can't eat it, and you have to burn it. The best and possibly best known example of this is the Pesach sacrifice, which is fitting in Pesachim, where everybody is offering up their Paschal lambs, and after that it says, Lo totiru mimenu ad boker. You shouldn't leave anything of it over until the morning. Vehanotar mimenu ad boker ba'esh tisrofu. And anything that's left over from it until the morning, you need to burn in fire. It's very clear that this notar, the stuff that is left over, needs to be burned in fire. There's no other way of getting rid of it. So Rabbi Yehuda here is comparing the notar, these leftovers from the sacrifice, to chametz. And he says that if you have to burn notar, then surely you have to burn chametz, because chametz is even stricter than notar. And the examples he uses to help us know that chametz is stricter than notar 
is that nowhere about Notar do we have a prohibition of Balyera'et and Balyimatzeh, these two prohibitions that we have about chametz, saying that with chametz, not only can you not eat it, but it can't be found in your house, and you can't be seen in your house. So he says, Ma notar she'eno bival yira'eh u'v'bal yimatzeh ta'on trefa chametz she'yeshno bival yira'eh u'v'bal yimatzeh lo kol she'kein she'ta'on trefa He says, if notar, that doesn't have these prohibitions that it can't be seen and can't be found, if it if demands burning, Chametz that has these two extra prohibitions, all the more so, shouldn't Chametz be burnt? This sounds like a really logical argument, like a good Kalvachomer, but the Chachamim don't agree. They say this is not a good precedent to set up. Amrulo, they said to him, Kol din she'eta dan eno din. Any Kalvachomer that starts off by creating a chumrah, any of these arguments that creates a stricture and ends with a kula ends up creating a leniency doesn't work. They say, Rabbi Yehuda, we know that you're trying to prove that this law about chametz needs to be strict, but it's not going to work. You're going to end up with people just not doing biur chametz. They remind him that the essence of the mitzvah that we call Bior Chametz comes from Exodus 12, where it says, Shivat yamim matzot tochelu, for six days you should eat matzah. Ach bayom harishon tashbitu soor mi batechem. You should eat matzahs for seven days, but on the first day, you should get rid of the chametz from your house. The whole mitzvah is getting rid of it. The chachamim say, if you make it so strict that you have to burn it, it's not going to work. They raise a question. If some guy can't find trees to burn it with, can't find the wood to burn his chametz with, what's going to happen? He's just going to sit there and not get rid of his chametz? The Torah says, Get rid of the seor, the chametz in your house. In any way that you can get rid of it. The Torah doesn't specify Bior Chametz as burning. And Rebbe Yehuda, if you try to make it so strict that people have to burn it, they're going to end up not doing anything. The Chachamim here are telling Rebbe Yehuda that his Kal doesn't work because it's going to end up making something more lenient when the whole point of a Kal is to make something more strict. But it's interesting that the way they do this is by pointing out that if he makes this mitzvah so strict that it's impossible for some people to keep up, impossible for some people to follow, in the end, people will disregard it. There seems to be a serious concern here, even if it's expressed sarcastically, that if this mitzvah is set up in a way that seems impossible for people to do, people will just say, I can't do it. I can't find the wood. This can be a lesson in setting expectations. If we set our expectations for people so high that they might not be able to do it, it's opening up the space for people to disregard the expectations completely and just say, they're impossible. I couldn't find the wood. But if we set our expectations 
at a level that people can do them. Don't forget about the expectations, but say, the goal is just to get rid of it, doesn't matter how you do it. Then maybe people will be able to take it seriously. People will be able to use whatever resources they have to meet the goal. And that is a better way to convince people to participate. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.